0: This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. We're pleased to note that in our second segment today, we have an excellent interview with Charles Seif, excellent science writer for New Scientist magazine about his book, Sun in a Bottle. Let us begin this program as we like to do, invariably, with On This Date in History, which in our case today is the 16th of April. It was on April 16th in 1178 BC that a total eclipse occurred over the Mediterranean, which is thought by many to be the one mentioned in Homer's Odyssey. A few millennia later, on April 16th in 1503, on his fourth and final voyage to the New World, Christopher Columbus gave up on finding a passage to India, having, been, uh, having bumped up against the Isthmus of Panama. Columbus then turned his ships home to Spain. And you know, the voyages of Christopher Columbus are something that we've been meaning to get to for a long time on this program. They are really f- fascinating stories. And uh, you know, mark that for something we're going to try and get to in the spring or summer. It was on April 16th in 1863 during the American Civil War that 12 Union ships loaded with men and supplies made a dramatic nighttime run past heavily fortified Confederate positions guarding the river town of Vicksburg, Mississippi. The maneuver gave Ulysses S. Grant the advantage he thought and Vicksburg would fall in July. It marked one of the two turning points in the Civil War. And if I'm not mistaken, the two, the fall of Vicksburg and Gettysburg, occurred on the same day in July of that year. It was on April 16th in 1917 that Vladimir Lenin, leader of the Revolutionary Bolshevik Party, returned to Petrograd after a decade in exile. He took the reins of the Russian Revolution. This came just one month after Tsar Nicholas II had been forced from power when Russian army troops joined a workers' revolt in Petrograd, which is now again known by its old name St. Petersburg. This date marks the date of the world's first LSD trip. It was on April 16th in 1943 in Basel, Switzerland, that chemist Albert Hoffman accidentally consumed some LSD-25, a synthetic drug he'd created in 1938 as part of his medicinal research. I gather Hoffman had to knock off work early that day and took a bicycle trip home that apparently was memorably vivid. And I would note with some mixed feelings that although I am in many respects a child of the 60s, I, to date, have never had the pleasure and probably won't. I mean, dropping LSD, not riding a bicycle. Always inspired by... Physicist Richard Feynman, who himself was afraid of the drug, saying that people have interesting things to say about it, but you know, I just enjoy thinking too much to mess with it. Of course, one might argue that if you really were serious about that, you wouldn't drink any caffeine, ever smoke a cigarette, which actually is a good idea, or cigar, or for that matter, have a beer. Then again, I think we'd all agree that uh, LSD-25 is, in some ways, a different kettle of fish. And although it didn't happen on this date, it in fact was on April 15th in 1770, certainly a red-letter day for students everywhere, that the scientist Dr. Joseph Priestley, in an addendum to one of his scientific papers, mentioned a clever invention, the rubber eraser. And he instructed readers as to where they could go buy one. And it was 120 years ago today the greatest comedy actor of all time, Charlie Chaplin, was born. Actually, it's kind of a good anniversary for English comedy because also sharing this birth date in 1921 was actor Peter Ustinov and in 1922, author Sir Kingsley Amos. And I would add that I finally got around to taking uh, the uh, well-regarded, light-hearted novel, Lucky Jim, when I took my trip this summer. And I would, uh, would note that it's a pretty darn good read. Ustinov, for his part, was a pretty doggone good actor, but if you ever saw him on late-night television back in the 60s and 70s, he was a raconteur par excellence, a very entertaining storyteller. But uh, Charlie Chaplin, he was Charlie Chaplin. It's sad for me to note that I know a lot of younger listeners have never seen a Chaplin film. Luckily for those unfamiliar with the works of Mr. Chaplin, you can go to YouTube. In fact, I highly recommend you go to YouTube and start with Charlie Chaplin, Table Ballet, wherein Chaplin takes two forks, two potatoes, and well, just watch it. If you can't watch that and realize you're seeing a genius in action, well, there, there just may be no hope for you. Our quote of the day comes from the immortal Oscar Wilde, who once said, A gentleman is one who never hurts anyone's feelings unintentionally. Our quip of the day comes from the equally immortal in his own way, Frank Zappa, who said, Most rock journalism is people who can't write interviewing people who can't talk for people who can't read. Our joke of the day is as follows. Three bulls are out in the field talking about the fact they just heard that the farmers bought a new bull to come join them. First bull says, boys, I've been here five years. I got 50 cows. I'll tell you what, I'm not giving up any of them. Second bull says, that says it for me too. I've been here three years. I got 30 cows. I don't know where he's going to, he's not getting any of mine. Third bull says, well, I've only been here one year and I've only got 10 cows, but I'll tell you what, I'm not giving up any of mine either. At That point, an 18-wheeler pulls up in the pasture and a big, giant, biggest bull anybody's ever seen comes stomping off the back of the vehicle. He almost breaks the steel ramp, climbing down. First bull says, you know what? I might be able to spare a few cows. Second bull says, yeah, what the heck? I'm not looking for an argument. They look over the third bull. He's pawing the ground. He's shaking his horns. He's snorting up a storm. First bull says, son, let me give you some advice. Let him have some of your cows. Live to tell about it. Their bull says, hell, he can have all my cows. I'm just making sure he knows I'm a bull. <laughs> Our statistic of the day is as follows. The AIG bailout has reached $186 billion and counting. That makes it significantly greater than the gross domestic product of the Philippine Islands, which house 96 million people. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to The Week magazine, it was a good week last week for excuses. After a woman caught driving 103 miles an hour on an Oregon road with her 10-year-old grandson in the car, explained the police he was only trying to teach the boy never to drive that fast. It was, on the other hand, a really bad week last week for having God as your co-pilot when a Tunisian pilot was sentenced to 10 years in prison because he paused to pray instead of taking emergency measures before crash-landing his plane. And finally, it was an ugly week last week for visualizing world peace. After Miss Venezuela, actually, who's more properly now, Miss Universe, since Miss Universe generally is Miss Venezuela for some strange reason, uh, paid a visit to the Guantanamo Bay military base and declared it a lot of fun. After seeing the detainee camps and recreation areas, Diana Mendoza said, I don't want to leave. It was such a relaxing place. So calm and beautiful. Except for the waterboarding, probably so. By the way, this will also make Diana Mendoza, Miss Universe, our first candidate in the upcoming Jackass of the Week contest. And in fact, since I mention it, let's just do it right now. Our second candidate, and this is actually a holdover from a couple weeks ago, but we didn't get to it, so we'll put him in this week's contest, is Pope Benedict XVI. On a recent trip to Africa, the Pope said that condoms would, in fact, worsen the AIDS crisis. Yes, according to the pontiff, quote, you can't resolve it with the distribution of condoms. On the contrary, it increases the problem. This prompted the prestigious medical journal The Lancet to say that, uh, the Pope publicly distorted scientific evidence to promote Catholic doctrine on this issue. Our uh, third candidate, and making his second appearance in three weeks, is MSNBC's Jim Kramer, who, among his other idiot rantings on the show Mad Money, is now su- suggesting that uh, his recommendations will allow you to, quote, Obama-proof your portfolio, unquote. What you may be more wise to do is to Kramer-proof your portfolio, this is the guy that thought AIG was looking pretty good, right up to the point where it wasn't. Finally, our fourth candidate for Jackass of the Week are a bunch of miscellaneous Filipino fishermen who, according to the World Wildlife Fund, accidentally caught one of the world's rarest fishes, a megamouth shark. Only 40 others have ever been recorded to have been encountered. Reportedly, a WWF... Uh, a uh, representative took pictures of the megamouth shark and tried to dissuade the fishermen from eating it. However, being that shark meat is the main ing- main ingredient in the local delicacy, the fishermen butchered it and consumed it. My understanding is they added some coconut milk and had at it. Once again, the candidates are Miss Universe, the Pope, Jim Cramer, and a bunch of fishermen in the Philippines. We'll announce the winner a little later in the program. All right, let's do a bit of a news roundup from around the world, starting with uh, the UC Davis campus, where apparently some individuals tried to make news out of the fact that they were going to show, oh my God, a pornographic film on campus. I guess what story there is in this is that uh, some enterprising marketer in the porn industry has taken this movie titled Pirates 2, Stagnetti's Revenge, described as a big budget porn movie that combines computer generated special effects with explicit sex scenes and offered it up to various campuses across the country for free. The university, a bit sensitive about this, did note that no university funds were spent on the movie screening and that the campus does not censor student events, performances, or publications, also radio shows, and had no plans to cancel the event. You know, this correspondent recalls seeing uh, X-rated movies shown on campus circa 1977. As I recall, the event was rather boisterous, with much audience participation in the way of catcalls and remarks from the crowd, and I'm sorry, it's hard for me to think of this as bad in really any way. And by the way, the opinions you hear on this program do not, very definitely do not necessarily represent those of KDVS, our sponsors, or the Regents of the University of California. Of course, it's nice to note that the new administration appears to be uh, trying to mend fences with Russia, who I think, I think has every right, the geopolitical sense, to, to be a bit miffed about all these weapons being pointed at it, when it seems clear that it has not, in fact, misbehaved for quite some time. And speaking of crossing borders, uh, drug violence seems to be uh, continuing on in a dull roar south of the border in Mexico. The uh, violent drug cartels are uh, incredibly influential in Mexican affairs and these narcotraficantes are pretty much, uh, you know, strutting about at will. In fact, the risk of having a destabilized Mexico is quite real. Um, State Department officials looking at what's going on are ranking Mexico about on par with Pakistan currently in terms of inherent instability. Well, what's finally getting some traction in the news media is the fact that all of this violence going on, is fueled by drug money, that's true, but the market for the drugs is here in the U.S. of A. And the weapons that are being used in all this violence are crossing the border north to south. Let's close by announcing our winner of the Jackass of the Week. We have to admit we can't make up our minds. so We've had to award a tie. The uh, the co-winners this week are Miss Universe, Diana Mendoza, who had the following to say on her blog. This week, Guantanamo. It was an incredible experience. All the guys from the army were amazing with us. We visited the detainees camps and we saw the jails where they shower, how they recreate themselves with movies, classes of of art, books. It was very interesting. The water in Guantanamo Bay is so beautiful. I didn't want to leave. It was such a relaxing place. So calm and beautiful. Yeah, as bad as that is, though, that's every bit equaled by the Pope when he says that the use of condoms increases the problem of AIDS in Africa. This, of course, is not medically factual. It has been proven that condoms are useful in the prevention of the spread of the HIV virus. So there there they are, the Radio Parallax Jackasses of the Week. And we do want to note uh, that our bumper music we'll go out with is something uh, in commemoration of the Pope. It was written and performed by the legendary Tom Lear. Dr. Lear is currently a professor of mathematics at UC Santa Cruz. I've been big fans of his The Vatican Rag. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. Stay tuned. First you get down on your knees. With your rosaries Bow your head with great respect And genuflect, genuflect, genuflect (laughs) Do whatever steps you want If you have cleared them with the pontiff Everybody say his own Kyrie eleison Doing the Vatican right? Step into that small confessional. They're the guy who's got religion. I'll tell you if your sin's original. If it is, try playing it safer. Drink the wine and chew the wafer. Two, four, six, eight. Time to transubstantiate.